Hello, and welcome to All 94 Feet, your one-stop shop for all things NBA. I'm your host, Josh Romino. This is my first ever podcast, and I'm so excited to talk pro hoops with all of you. During this podcast, we're going to dive deep into the National Basketball Association. We're going to talk players, coaches, teams, front offices, Maybe international politics. I don't know. Let's see what happens. The 2019-20 season is about to start, and I'm telling you, I am ready. I've got my NBA League Pass subscription, and I'm ready to lose a lot of sleep the next nine months watching Western Conference games. Before we get into all that, I wanted to let you guys know a little bit about me, just in case you forgot. My name is Josh Filomino. I'm an East Coaster, Philly born and raised. My love for basketball started when I was a kid in the mid-90s watching a player named Michael Jeffrey Jordan for the Chicago Bulls. Then, as his career in Chicago was coming to a close, a six-foot rookie from my hometown, the Philadelphia 76ers, grabbed my attention as he, Allen Iverson, had then my favorite player, Michael Jordan, on a string, hit him with a crossover, nailed a jumper in his mitt, and that's when basketball became my first love. I've been following it ever since. I am a Sixers fan, so I will spray in some Sixers talk here and there. But I promise this is not a Philadelphia 76ers podcast. We're going to talk all teams, unless your team stinks. Unless it's so bad that it's worth talking about, then we'll talk about your team as well. Let's get into this, though. Okay, I'm recording this podcast Monday night, October 21st, 2019. The new season kicks off tomorrow night. And we'll get into all of that, but I want to start with what happened Monday. The deadline for the rookie extension deals was up at 6 p.m. Eastern time zone, and this is for the 2016 draft class. Some last-minute deals got done before we head into the season. Let's go uh, run through the quick deals really quick. Uh, the first deal was uh, Buddy Yield signing a four-year, $94 million extension with the Sacramento Kings. Jalen Brown signed a four-year, $115 million extension with the Boston Celtics. DeMontis Sabonis signed a four-year, $77 million extension with Indiana. And DeJounte Murray signed a four-year, $64 million extension with the San Antonio Spurs. There were some other uh, deals as well. They were a little bit smaller, not as significant. So these were the four, I feel, major deals made uh, Monday. We'll start with Yields deal. It's $86 million guaranteed. Could be worth up to $106 million with incentives and bonuses. Listen, this is a deal that just had to get done. Uh, Yield has become one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's coming off a career year, 20 points per game last year. He shot 43% from three. Uh, may seem like a lot of money for a guy like him, but he's become one of the best three-point shooters in the game. Uh, he's tailor-made for today's game. Shooting is king, is, is king in today's game, and, and when you have a guy who... Whose numbers compare with Steph Curry, you have to lock him up. Uh, he shot eight threes a night last season, nearly knocked down half of them. Only two players hit more than 253s last season while making over 40% of their tries. Steph Curry and Buddy Yield are those two players. The second reason why this kind of is a no brainer for the Kings is that he's just a perfect running mate. For their other young star of the future guard, De'Aaron Fox. So Sacramento, what do they love to do, right? They like to get out and they like to run. Right now, no one is faster rim to rim than Fox. There's no debating that. I mean, with Fox's ability to lead the break and Yield's spot-up shooting, it's crucial to the Kings' fast-break attack. Fox needs Yield to spread out the defense so he can attack the rim 
And Yield needs Fox's speed and vision to put him in spots where he can make it rain when defenses collapse on him. Ten years ago, a guy like Buddy Yield probably wouldn't get a deal like this. But hey, we're in a different era of basketball. Um, and that's just how it goes right now for a guy like him who can light it up from downtown. Uh, Fox next year will be up for a new deal. So they need to get this deal done before the season started. Jalen Brown, uh, Monday's probably biggest deal with the uh, 150 million, 115 million, I should say, over the four years. Uh, Brown is one of the young Celtics the team looks to build their future around. Uh, he averaged about 11 points in the 46% from the field, 36% from long distance last season. He's a really good defender, uh, six foot seven, pretty strong. If he continues to progress, he can become one of the better two-way players in the league. And I think that's what Boston sees in him. And they're betting their future on him and Jason Tatum. Uh, last season was kind of a wacky one for Boston, mainly because Kyrie Irving was just a bad fit on the court and in the locker room with that team. Uh, it just feels like he kind of stunted the growth we had seen from Brown and Tatum two seasons ago when they were one game away from the NBA Finals. Uh, Tatum didn't have a good sophomore season, not at all. Uh, Kyrie was kind of a ball stopper, and the Celtics just, they don't really play that way. Um, but now that Kyrie is in Brooklyn and Kemba is taking his place, the Celtics feel like, probably feel like Brown can get back on track. And as a Sixers fan, I want Boston to be competitive because it just makes the rivalry better. Uh, I mean, they have young, talented players as does Philly. It's just better that way. This year is big for Tatum, um, who is up for his extension next summer. And we'll get into the who's in that next summer list. Uh, fun fact, though, Brown is the first Celtic to agree to a rookie extension in 10 years. Last player to do that was Rajon Rondo back in 2009. Uh, another guy uh, who got paid on Monday was DeMontis Sabonis. He got $77 million over four years. DeMontis the son of Arvidas Sabonis, the former Portland Trailblazer, considered one of the best European players of all time. Hailing from Lithuania, of course. DeMontis also plays in the front court like his dad, but he is not as stout as his father. I mean, DeMontis is 6'11", 240, while his dad was 7'3", and 280. His dad was a mammoth back in the day. Uh, as far as DeMontis is concerned, though, Indy was is his second stop in the NBA in just three years. But uh, he's really found a home in Indiana. Uh, he was drafted by Orlando in 2016 and was traded to OKC on a draft night deal. Uh, he's been with Indiana since 2017. Uh, he averaged 14 points and 9 rebounds in 24 minutes off the bench last season. Those are really good numbers. Sabonis led the reserves, all reserves, with 30 double-doubles last year. Reports out of Indiana are that the Pacers plan on starting Sabonis this season, along with Miles Turner in the front court. He only started five games last season. I don't know if that's a great idea. Uh, Indy struggled a bit with those uh, smaller lineups, such as the Celtics, who swept them out of the playoffs last year. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, they could kind of make him like a starter in name, where he's like an early substitution, and they still kind of split the two up when they face those smaller lineups like that. Uh, it would just be kind of interesting to see how they figure that out as the season progresses. Uh, Indiana, though, does have a nice core assembled. They have those two guys. They have Oladipo, and they just signed Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Brogdon uh, to the, make that roster a pretty competitive one. Uh, now Oladipo is 
still supposed to miss a significant amount of time. If you don't remember, uh, he ruptured his right quad in late January. Uh, the Pacers say he is progressing well, but he's still a ways away from playing any relevant basketball. Uh, DeJounte Murray got $64 million fully guaranteed contract. That's the only fully guaranteed contract in the list I'm talking to you about. Uh, Murray, with the Spurs, was uh, on the shelf all of last season. He tore his ACL just before the season started. But he showed a lot of promise in the machine known as uh, the San Antonio Spurs before he got hurt. Uh, two seasons ago, Murray became what the youngest player ever to make an all-defensive team at the age of 21. Uh, if Murray hadn't gotten hurt and played last year, this deal probably would have been more money. But at this point, he's just got to take what the Spurs had offered him. Uh, he's only 23, so plenty of more money coming for him in the future. Uh, I think he has a, a real chance of being one of the premier defensive point guards in all of the NBA. I mean, he's six foot five. He's also a really good rebounder. He averaged almost six per game at that position. Um, now, he needs to improve as a three-point shooter to further elevate his game. He only shot 26% from three in 2018, uh, but he's in an organization where developing players is, is kind of become an art, starting with Parker and Ginobili and even a Kawhi Leonard, uh, despite things ending badly between him and the organization. Uh, guys who didn't sign before the deadline were uh, Brandon Ingram, Jacob Pirtle, Thon Maker, Malik Beasley, Damian Jones, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, they'll all be restricted free agents next summer. So uh, if another team does make a deal, obviously these teams, the teams they're on now, will be able to match those deals. Uh, next summer's extension eligible players of the 2017 draft is loaded. I mean loaded. It starts off with Donovan Mitchell. This is next summer. Then it's Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Jonathan Isaac, John Collins, Lori Markkinen, Kyle Kuzma, Zach Collins, Derek Wright, and there are a lot more guys. So a lot of teams are going to be shelling out a lot of money to a lot of young, talented guys in the league. And this is awesome to see all these young guys, so much talent, so much promise for the future of the league as guys like LeBron uh, get older and are probably not uh, have too much time left in the league. Um, the opening night season kicks off Tuesday with a pair of games. Uh, one more interesting than the other, and it's it's pretty obvious why. Um, the season opener is New Orleans-Toronto, north of the border, which doesn't have the same juice it probably could have had a couple of months ago, and it's mainly because of two players. Uh, the Raptors, of course, they're the defending champs. They'll unveil the franchise's first championship banner, which is cool, but th there's one problem. The guy who carried them through that title run isn't going to be there. Not having Kawhi Leonard there when the team celebrates the greatest season in franchise history, just it feels incomplete. Uh, then on the other side, the Pelicans are without one of the most exciting rookies since LeBron in 2003. Zion Williamson had surgery on his knee on Monday and is probably going to miss the first two months of the season. I mean, that that sucks. Uh, I know the Pelicans are on national TV quite a bit this year. Uh, he's another guy that the league is probably going to lean on the next 10 years if he develops into the player everyone hopes he's going to be. Um, this is pretty worrisome. He's a big guy and he's already dealing with a knee injury at 19 years old. Uh the bottom line is he's just too heavy right now. Um, 
he's only 6'7", and he weighs 285. That's way too much weight on his knees, his feet, and his ankles. I mean, LeBron's, what, 6'8", 6'9", and he's like 240. So the guy's 2, 3 inches shorter than LeBron and weighs 40 more pounds. That's just... He's not going to last in the NBA very long if he doesn't lose the weight. And the longer he plays in that weight, the more rare and tear he puts on his lower body. One injury becomes another injury and then another injury. And let me tell you, as a Sixers fan, I can tell you how much it sucks worrying about a talented big man who has a history of not staying healthy. Yes, I'm talking about you, Embiid. The second game, though, straight fire. The New Look Lakers taking on the New Look Clippers. Well, almost all of the New Look Clippers. Uh, Paul George is going to miss some time as he continues to recover from uh, surgery on both of his shoulders. Uh, but it's still, uh, LA Hoops has never, never gotten this good. Uh, I'm really excited uh, about what's happening in La La Land. Kawhi Leonard fresh off his title run. Uh, the Raptors, uh, then LeBron and his new best friend, Anthony Davis, who I think has a serious chance uh, of winning MVP this season if he can stay healthy. Uh, the Lakers have looked really, really good in preseason. Uh, I mean, the way LeBron and AD worked at high screen, uh, I mean, it's, that's going to be their bread and butter all season long. It looks virtually unstoppable. Uh, I'm really excited for this game, and, and I think there's a very real chance that we have an all-LA Western Conference Final, and I am totally down for that, honestly. Star power in LA for sure. My Sixers kick off the season against Boston on Wednesday. I'm just going to say right now, I think Philly is a serious title contender this year. Uh, Their starting lineup is going to be a lineup no team is going to want to face. They're big, they're fast, they're strong, they're defensive-minded. Defense is where this team's going to make their money this season. I really like the addition of Al Horford, and I really like Josh Richardson uh, at the two. Um, Depth might be a little bit of an issue as far as scoring off the bench. Uh, I don't think they have as much scoring on the bench as I would like, uh, you know, but they could make uh, some of those free agent deals that you can get like halfway through the season. Maybe they can add some scoring that way. But uh, I think uh, that's the one concern I think I have with the Sixers is going to be how how are they going to get points off the bench. Uh, I also really like their rookie, Matisse Thibel. I think uh, he's going to come in and be already be one of the uh, top defensive players uh, wingman uh, in the game and I'm really excited to see uh, how the Sixers implement him and and, and how he's going to fit with this roster Uh, I think they can win 60 games I I really do Uh, the East is really weak there are a couple of teams at the top Milwaukee's kind of the other big team in the East Um, Boston's going to be competitive Indiana's going to be competitive there are a lot of bad teams in the bottom of the conference and I think the Sixers are really going to lay waste to them and I honestly think they have a legit shot to win 60 games and, and win the East um, but call me a homer all you want but that's that's my honest opinion it really is um, anyway uh, I just I'll wrap things up there um, this has been a pleasure friends my plan is to kind of make this a, a weekly thing that's the plan but let's just see how things turn out uh, I'll try to Add a few reoccurring segments and invite some basketball fanatics from my inner circle. Um, and we'll just see how this thing goes. Uh, this has been All 94 Feet. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh Filomino. 